Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. We've all heard of the term beer goggles, right? This is the idea that alcohol makes, uh, well, not so attractive people look more attractive. Right, yes. <clears throat> well, there's a new study that found beer goggles might just be a myth. Really? Previous studies have had volunteers look at random photos and rate how attractive people were. And those studies did find we see people as hotter if we've had a few drinks. But this new study puts a bit of a wrinkle to that. This time what they did was they uh, made it closer to the actual experience by being a single person at a bar. Volunteers were told they'd be meeting the people in the photos. And for some reason that made a difference. Being sober or drunk didn't matter. They rated people's looks the same way. So when you saw him in the photo, okay. you go, yeah, you've had a few drinks, you go, yeah, she, she's hot or he's hot, and you know, he's ugly or she's ugly. But when they got to see them in actual real life, they right. said, it didn't matter. You you would look at them uh, sober or drunk in the same way. Yeah. But what the beer goggles study did figure out is alcohol really does give us uh, liquid courage. Yes, inhibitions. That's right. After rating the photos, volunteers were asked to pick the people they wanted to meet in person, and after a few drinks, they were almost twice as likely to choose the ones they had rated as being the hottest. We're definitely more likely to walk right up and shoot our shot if we've had a shot or two. Right. Yeah, liquid spine. Well, it's like I've always said it with golf. I, I I know there are those who uh, cannot golf and, and drink, um, but I am one who I believe I golf much better when I've had a couple. Now, there is a line because mm. <laughs> you have too many and you, you almost give up on your game. Yeah. Like you completely forget why you're even there. You're not keeping track of your score. You can't find your ball. But uh, I find a couple of them loosen up the spine. Okay. Get your get your swing a little looser. Well, I haven't seen any kind of warm up routine for you for of stretching and uh, driving range prior to teeing off. So, well, the only time you and I golf together is normally in tournaments. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's a different. It's a different feel. I I, I don't. I do. Uh, well, I'm not saying that I do like some kind of hour stretching routine ahead of golfing, but I. I will do some stretching and bending and a bunch of practice swings prior to the tee box. Mm-hmm. I once saw a guy at Stonehenge. Oh, it was so funny. This guy, so if you've ever been to Stonehenge, you know that the first tee to the left of it is a putting green. And this guy was lying just outside of the putting green doing all sorts of hip stretches. He's yes. on his side. He's, he's doing, he must have, he must have done, cause we were on the putting green. Our tee time was a good 20 minutes out. He must have done at least 10 to 15 minutes of really intense stretching. Good mobility exercises? Gets up to the tee, flubs it. So what's the point? Too loose. Yeah, He's too, too loose, loose is the problem. Like, settle down. There. He's all, you know, Lululemon or Under Armoured up. He's got all the gear. And I thought, this guy must be able to jump. I'm just waiting. I'm like, well, after all this exercise, right. on the first tee at Stonehenge, Swing he like Gumby. must be able to put it on the green. <laughs> no, couldn't make it past the ladies' tee. <laughs> or the front tees. Sorry, they are not the ladies' tees. They're the front tees. Correct. So, yeah. So if that was your thing, if you always thought that uh, getting loaded uh, made uh, people look prettier, or more handsome in your eyes, that's not the case. It just gives us liquid spine. Reminds you of Jack Black and Shallow Howl. Yeah. (laughs) Can't make that movie anymore. 
I was just listening to a, a podcast or watching a podcast that I had stumbled on with uh, Julian Lennon. And uh, in the uh, interview, uh, he's asked if he would ever want to get married and why he hadn't gotten married to this point. And he said, oh, I've been close a couple of times. I've been in love a couple of times, but it just never happened. But he says, but I'd still uh, love to get married. I'd even love to have children. I think there's still time, he says. So then I went and I looked him up. And he's 60. He's 60 now. I think that clock is running out rather quickly. (laughs) It is funny how when, when people with money and influence... You know, how they look at things. Like making a baby in your 60s. Well, look at Mick Jagger and others in late 70s making babies. It's because they got all the money in the world, and they know the kid will be fine, mm-hmm. and, and all the, the resources they need. Right. I mean, once I hit about 40, <laughs> I used to say to Maria, if you ever get pregnant again, <laughs> I'm walking in front of a train. Just, I mean, just from a patience level. Yes. I, cu- I could not imagine. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't think Mick is all that hands-on. No, probably not. Like, you're a decade younger than me. Yes. D- could you see yourself having another child now? No. 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 <laughs> no. In fact, I look at some of my friends who have who have yet to hit the stage. Like, they may have, some of them have kids, some don't. Right. Um, and, uh, and those who have ones that are at stages younger than mine. Yeah. I look at it going, oh, dude. Yeah. Like you have no clue. Like you're tired now. Yeah, I just wait. <laughs> yeah. And you think, oh, oh, once you get out of the toddler phase, like we, we had a family get together in the summer and some of my, you know, extended family younger than me, they get in their thirties, mm. have toddlers and babies. And I look at that going, oh, yeah, I yeah. remember it. And I'm and I'm still exhausted, but more mentally exhausted now than mm-hmm. physically. I mean, we had our kids young. I think I was like 26 or 27, maybe or something. When oh no, 28, because my oldest turns 29 uh, today. And and I thought even when we got married, and even then having kids, I thought we're so young for this. But I I am glad we had them young because I still hopefully have a, a good amount of living. Yet to do. And I just think when you have them later in life, mm-hmm. you know, if you're into your 60s and early 70s and you're still paying off like their university and, <laughs> you know, or they're just going off to university. Right. Yeah. You know, you'll be dead before they finish university. <laughs> it, it just and, and and again, with my son turning 29 today, we'll have a lovely barbecue on uh, Monday with him. It'll be terrific. We'll share drinks and conversation. I really like my kids right. at this age. Yeah, I couldn't stand them when they were seven right. and six and five. <laughs> I'm sure they couldn't stand me either. <laughs> oh, I love them to death, but they're a lot of work. Yes. They're a lot of work. And now they're not. And anything going on, it's, you know, it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> but I look at that and I look at you know, Julian Lennon at 60. Mm. And, and, you know, now I'm now contemplating getting married and having kids. Dude, what have you been doing for the last 20 years? Well, you wonder, yeah. I, I mean, mean he, he put out like a couple of albums. Oh, like in the early 90s or late right. 80s. I guess or he's still working on things. I don't know. Well, maybe he got some inheritance from uh, his father, perhaps. Yeah. He's, he's supposedly quite into art and photography. Yeah. So maybe. Still his, like his father. Yeah, his career has maybe moved on from music. But yeah, his name doesn't come up often right. anymore. Well, I'm saying it wasn't like he was, you know, 
uh, bagging groceries right. for the last 20 well, years right, right. and a little busy nine to five <laughs> to stop and raise a family. Right. <laughs> he had time. Well, you know, these artist types are difficult. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, here's a record that you'd be proud of. Well, this lady certainly is. A 58-year-old woman has uh, set the official world record for the longest female mullet. <laughs> okay. It's down to her ankles, measures an impressive 5 feet 8 inches. It could actually be longer because when she uh, entered the mullet championship in the fomit or the female version, the female the fomult? 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 Fomult, I think. Fomult. Uh, she entered that uh, Fomult division last year. She somehow placed second in that. She could have done better because in the 80s, she started growing it out. And then she cut it in the mid-80s. And by 1989, she immediately regretted that decision. And so she went and started growing it out since 1989 and has not stopped. Really? Yeah. Um, it's got to be a lot of shampoo and conditioner. But a lot, yeah, a lot of hair in the drain. And now, I mean, there's a lot of women with long hair, so this is defined as, um, like short uh, at the front. Then party inside? in the back, yeah, serious up front, party in the back. Right, like a Crystal Gale was that the the country singer in the '80s who had extremely long hair. Uh, but I think she had like bangs and stuff. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it wasn't a femullet. No, no. But she's got the record. Guinness has officially uh, uh, handed her certificate. It arrived in the mail recently, and she's very excited. Been growing it out for 33 years. My goodness. Now, the record for a man, it might be beatable. Uh, It's pathetic in comparison. A guy had a mullet that measured three feet, three inches. That was the longest for a dude. So I am going after that record. (laughs) Because I've had me some serious mullets in my day. <laughs> three, that's a, that's a back scratcher. Three yeah, feet. Yeah. Yeah. No, we got to have goals. I saw the photo of her. It's, it's right down to her ankles. It's funny. You'll see some kids, even now in 2023, you'll see some kids whose parents have decided to let them have a mullet. Oh, give yeah. Them a mullet. I see it all the time. Looks ridiculous. It's, it's insane. Yeah. But I guess there's, you know. They'll they'll have less regret about it at this point of their lives. I mean, I, listen, in the early 90s when I got married, I had a serious mullet. But if you look at my uh, wedding pictures, every dude in them had yeah. a mullet. Yeah. It looked like I was playing hockey. Well, you go through all those stages. The hockey hair. Um, I, I guess technically I probably had a mullet at one point, but I, it was just a little bit longer. It certainly wasn't anything... Uh, Long. We used to shave the sides a bit because there was um, steps. I think was a look at one point where, where it was like just little shaved lines above your um, uh, above your ear. Like Everybody's your, trying to look like kid and play. Uh, probably more the uh, the backstreet uh, yeah. boy band look of the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't imagine you with flowing locks off the back. No. No. There were times where you just didn't cut it, but that it was never really. I never had long hair. Yeah, pandemic was the longest my hair had ever been. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh no, I had some. I had I had my hair in a ponytail. It was so long in the back. <laughs> of course, he did. Photo floating around of me where I look like Stephen Adler on a good day <laughs> or a bad day. It was, cr- and I was a father at this point. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a married father. 
Yeah, no, it would this way, probably like 94, 95. I know we still have some IDs that run on the air here about Craig has a mullet because that, that, that pleases Doug to Yes. He right. really does believe I carry a mullet. Mm-hmm. I mean, he walks around like he's Thor. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow. You're as old as you feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Congratulations. A mullet at five feet eight inches long. If she was wearing some Zubass, <laughs> be the full look. Now, school is back in on Tuesday. Some are already back, but for the majority, it's on a Tuesday. And so about a 1,000 adults were asked about uh, skills they'd like their kids to learn in school and spend more time focusing on. And at the top of Respect. the list. Respect. <laughs> oh. The top of the list is spelling. Okay. Uh, even though we have spell check now, many parents say their their children's spelling is just horrible. You know what? Yes, we have spell check and we have autocorrect. We also have autocomplete, but texting has created a completely different spelling for mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. right? Like in, uh, just a U instead of O-U on a lot of words. And, uh, K ac- instead of OK. Acronyms for things, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's uh, for for all the technology that uh, you know should advance us. It's probably dumbed us down quite a bit. Like a kid probably can't spell laugh, but they can spell lol. Yeah, right. Uh, grammar on the list uh, that ties in with the spelling, I would guess. How to cook a basic meal? They used to have uh, home ec, and I remember learning how to, you know, boil water and basic stuff uh, to cook. But I don't think a lot of schools offer it anymore. Sorry, this is a list of things parents would like to see kids talk. Yeah. How to cook a basic meal. What are you teaching them yourself? <laughs> They're too busy ordering. <laughs> this is where I do side with teachers mm. <laughs> at times. It's like, I, oh, can you please teach my kid to cook a basic meal? I don't know. You're at home cooking every day for them. Yeah. Why don't you just shove them in front of the stove and teach them? And probably watch them work the microwave like a bandit. Right. You know. Um, people think algebra, algebra is important. <laughs> algebra. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know it. what it is. I never, I never took it. I, I bailed on math the second I could. X equals Y equals, yeah. Yeah, no idea. It does, you know what, basic math skills too. Because as much as we learned math with the threat that we wouldn't have a calculator mm-hmm. in our pocket, my kids can't do anything with the calculator on their phone. Right. Yeah. And math is now considered the one class we all wished we had paid more attention to. Oh, really? Not me. I got the minute I could bail on that, I was gone. <laughs> I think my grade 11 and 12 was like theater, English and gym. Um, so, yeah, we, we think that the, the, the basics are the most important. English, science, social studies and phys ed, math included in that as well. Um, and, but this is odd. How to write a check or balance a checkbook. Holy cow. That is strange. Well, one, very rarely do you need to write a check anymore. Yeah. And two, no one's balancing anything going on right now. No. You get the story in the news where half of us are living paycheck to paycheck right now. Uh, the balancing part, though, is important, and financial literacy is one. And I know, of course, that has found its way into mm-hmm. schools. But things like, yeah, like taxes, uh, just the, the fact that you're going to have to know some math <laughs> later on in life to get through is probably important. I do hear cursive writing is making a comeback in the sure, school curriculum. Yeah, yeah. And that I found, you know, very important recently when I t- took my youngest to get a bank account. 
And they were asked to, you know, okay, put your signature down. He's like, how do I sign? Well, you know what? It's a it's a talent that I think I've forgotten because I I print everything in capital letters when I'm writing, and I think recently I have tried to like write a sentence in cursive. I can't remember how the letters go. Yeah, it'd be tough. We got, most of us just use block capitals. Yeah. We're all becoming serial killers. Right. Yeah. No, it, it, it is good. Those basics, and you know, even along with the uh, learning how to cook a basic meal and how you, know, you feel it should be taught at home, and I agree with you. Uh, 100%. But I think basic budgeting is also something you should be teaching your kids. Yeah. You know, you're going to get a paycheck. And I mean, so many of us, you know, don't practice what we preach. Yeah. But, you know, uh, that's a life lesson that you really should sit your kids down and say, look, one day you're going to be responsible for bills and you got to figure out how much money you've got coming in and how much is going out and what you've got for leisure. You know, I, I think we talked about this recently, but so many of us are, are think we're too proud to tell our kids that we can't afford something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll go into debt yep. and, and go into stress over it. When you really need to tell your kids that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or, or that it's not endless, right. right? Yeah. Well, we have lived for a very long time high on the hog with low interest rates. And, you know, I remember back to when we moved into the house in Oshawa, and it was 2015, and I think we were paying like around 2% or one point something. Mm. And I went right to the bank and borrowed against the house to do renovations because I, everybody was saying the same thing. It's free money. It's yeah. free money. It's free money. And so we, we with the uh, invention of credit cards and all of that, which decades ago now, but it really opened the floodgates for people to do whatever the hell they wanted until they just went as far as they possibly could. Mm. And, you know, I remember being a kid and my dad would say, you know, we're saving up to put in a new driveway or saving to buy a new shed. We can't do this. We can't do that. But now you go to school one morning, you come home, there's stamped concrete in the the front of the house and a a shed that looks like a mansion in the back. Like, where did that come? Oh, we ordered it. Right. So you never see your parents saving or struggling for anything. Mm-hmm. And so no, nobody really learns that struggle. What, I have to save for something? I have to put money aside? Yeah. <laughs> Can't you just put it on your card, Daddy? I watched you do it for decades. It is a Labor Day weekend, and many see Labor Day weekend as being the end of summer. But really, the uh, the summer doesn't end until September 23rd, actually, at about 2.50 a.m., is when you get the autumn equinox happening. So ah, we still, right. We still got uh, we still got summer. I know mentally going back to school, we all think, okay, summer's done. Let's get on with it. And for many, it, it feels like a new year, even more so than January first. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And we uh, we really kind of go, okay, time to pull it together, and uh, and get back to some routine. So with that, The Rock is celebrating all weekend long with the 90s at noon. We start at noon today with Lorianne, and then it's all 90s at noon all weekend long, except for Classic Rock Sundays with Jeff Woods yeah. and Cone's Cave, yes. correct? And the uh, the full album experience. Today, okay. Too. And then the Sunday morning church service that we air. <laughs> Is that Ed the sock? Is that what that? <laughs> no, Ed's not a part of that. No, no, no. We're uh, we're starting uh, this Sunday to oh, right. uh, to share the local church service. <laughs> I will be your MC. Oh, you? Yes, I am. Perfect candidate for yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, speaking of church and all things God, a genetic study found humans 
almost went extinct 900,000 years ago. The estimate is there was only about 1,200 of us left at one point. But wait a second. Adam and Eve are like 200,000 years ago. Right. Somewhere between we were here 900,000 years ago? Yeah. What was that? Yeah, way before the guy, the Sky Daddy. Right. So if Adam and Eve were here and they were the first humans on Earth anywhere between 120 and 156,000 years ago, but science shows there was humans here 900,000 years ago, how does that work? Yeah, they were cavemen. But they were humans. Right. Well, the Sky Daddy then I guess didn't. not. I don't know. The Sky Daddy didn't put us <laughs> I'm here. I'm not answering all your questions. Please save this conversation just, for your Sunday morning church show. I just love to bring it up because I love to watch you squirm. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> Agree with me. I don't care. Sky Daddy is BS. Just, I want you to nod your no, head. I don't want to be struck down. <laughs> well, then you believe in the Sky Daddy. <laughs> Uh, in sexy grandma news, a study found seniors who frequently get it on tend to stay sharper mentally, even people in their 90s. Right. Yes. Well, they say STDs have climbed in retirement centers, mm-hmm. especially with the, when you got the uh, Cialis and the uh, all the other pills to keep the, fo- uh, the boys going. Mm-hmm. Um, and in other health news. It has been found that laughter can literally heal a broken heart. Laughing every day promotes the flow of oxygen and expands heart tissue for people with heart disease. So, okay. more proof, laughter really is the best medicine. So if I laugh while I'm eating my poutine, right. that, that'll help clear it out. If I giggle while I'm sipping red, <laughs> then I'll be fine. And we can just uh, hopefully hang around a few more days longer before we meet the Sky Daddy. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.